again from beautiful Jacksonville, Florida. Um, welcome to another podcast of Uncomfortable, where we are here to not change your mind, but open it. So with that being said, of course, start me, starting it off with some smooth jazz. Um, I do not own the rights to this music. have to say that. So my... Uh, Recordings get out there without no, uh, hey, you can't do that because you don't own the rights to that music. But um, in my last podcast, I talked about the uh, election of uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris uh, into, you know, as president and vice president. And today I'm giving props to some women like... uh, uh, powerful Miss Stacey Abrams, man, and what she did. Now, I'm quite sure a lot of you know or the story about Stacey Abrams. Um, I, I just found out about her, you know, when she was running for governor of Georgia. And long story short, the current um, governor in that office office right now he was the secretary of state and he did some pretty shady things to suppress the vote in order for him to, uh, you know, win that, win that election where he should, have should have, uh, recused or resigned from that position, um, while he was running for this, uh, governor seat of Georgia, but he didn't. And, you know, to no surprise that he won. So uh, Ms. Abrams, instead of sitting there being woe is me or anything like that, apparently, not apparently, what she did was nothing short of amazing. Uh, So she did the voter registration in Georgia and uh, I think this, this number is correct, where she uh, basically helped over 800,000 people get registered to vote. And she knew that was going to be critical in this 2020 election uh, for, the, uh, for, for president. And... Um, when it came all down to it, when it came down to it, uh, even though PA had a bigger number of uh, electoral votes, would put Biden and Harris uh, over the top, Georgia was in play out of just nowhere because the numbers were coming in of all the registered voters uh, who with the mail-in ballots and stuff like that from Gwinnett to Fulton to, Um, so many counties in Georgia, all the ones that I know of when I lived there. And uh, to see the turnout of the Black voters that showed up and showed out and did the damn thing where Georgia was just in the spotlight. And 
Miss uh, Abrams, uh, she did the, she just did the damn thing. And <clears throat> that was just, that, that was amazing. <clears throat> so you think about, think about that. This man did evil deeds for his own gain. Not thinking about uh, the people of that state. He was basically just thinking about himself and his buddies. And, you know, probably playing the old Jim Crow uh, crap uh, against black people, suppressing their vote and stuff like that. Uh, thinking he had gotten away with it. But karma is a bitch. And karma is a dish best served cold. And I'm quite sure the dish that uh, Brian Kemp is eating tastes like crap. Because basically what he did, if Georgia had put, you know, Biden them over the top, he was he was he would have been the guy. Well, essentially, he still is the guy that helped put the downfall to Donald Trump. Now, imagine that. Just think, because you think you are doing something that's going to have an advantage uh, at that moment in time. You didn't look into the future, Brian. You didn't. But she did. And she made it work. And she's going, and I guarantee you, well, I'm not on this man's staff or, you know, have insight to anything. But I guarantee you that she will have her a nice position in the administration to come. And I wouldn't be surprised, you know, she takes it, but then turns around and take his seat, Brian Kemp's seat as the governor of Georgia. So, so <clears throat> strong black woman. So let's, let's just take color out of that. Let's just take color out of that for a minute. Strong woman strong woman who just took control of the situation and uh, just did a beautiful thing, did a beautiful thing and can just smile about it. And I just think that is just so awesome Um, because um, men of power have long, long abused women, long, still do it to this day. You know, don't, you know, the women should be seen, not heard, basically that, that type of thing. But if you look around this country and all over this world, women are becoming the face of these nations, of these, of the nations around the world. And I just think it's a beautiful thing. I just think it's beautiful. It's um, it's um, it's been way overdue, you know, for this to happen. Way overdue. So maybe we will have more um, more moments of caring and less and less moments of destruction, where man just seems to always want to just destroy each other. You know, over over crazy crap and. The people who are suffering, you know, when we do want to destroy each other are 
the poor, the you know, the middle class. We basically are out there fighting these wars that men of power are creating out of greed. And that's basically what that was happening. These men create these wars out of greed. Because, you know, why can't I have a McDonald's over here in the Middle East or um, these other countries? I'll, I want to sell my burgers over there. So, I, you know, or wow, they got this natural resource. So why can't we just go over here and, and put our military on these grounds and rob these countries of their riches? Think about it. That's what happens when money takes over the well-being of other people from other nations only because you want something to make you more money. So for, you know, forget about the people who live there or you know how it will impact them. It, you know, they don't think like that. So, but I do. I think like that and I think it's wrong. And I was telling a friend that when you think about uh, our men and women on foreign soil, setting up shop. And like I said, I served my time in the military. I did my 22 years, my proud 22 years in the United States Navy. But if you think about it, when you set the military of our country onto foreign soil and make a base or anything like that, how do you think those people feel? You know, some of them probably welcome, you know, if they're being, you know, if there's some type of genocide or anything like that going on. But uh, for the part about having people in uniform on your soil. So let's reverse, let's reverse that situation. So say that, remember the movie Red Dawn? Where, who was in there? Patrick Swayze. So all of a sudden Russia just decides, or, you know, North Korea. What did they decide? You know what? Ah, screw the U.S. You know, let's rob them of their resources. Put my military uh, on this area right here. Bam, set up shop. So what are we going to do? We're going to defend the nation, of course, right? You're going to defend it. How dare you come onto our land and try to take our natural resources? That's, you know, that's not American, right? But like I said, now go back to the other side. We put men and women in uniform on their land, bomb them, uh, and say it's for, we're fighting for their freedom. But all the things from behind, you know, behind the scenes, basically we're stealing, you know, we're stealing their riches and taking their land. Because once we set up shop, we're there for what, 10, 15, 20 years. Um, so, you know, you got to open. I just think people really need to just open their eyes to not only what you see, but open your eyes to see and understand what is going on. Because in this climate right now, we all need to understand where our tax dollars are going, you know, um, 
who's doing the most, who's doing the less. You can spend money on wars, these new warships, uh, all this stuff to destroy each other. But, you know, the people in Flint, Michigan don't have clean water. You know, and probably them trying to drink the water that they have, if they, you know, besides the bottled water, you know, probably catching like something or, you know, some type of thing in there that could cause uh, cancer in their bodies. We can't fix that. We can start a new space force um, out of nowhere. But, you know, like I said, people, people living on the streets and don't have anything to eat. How, 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 how do we get <clears throat> so far from caring from each other to just wanting to continue? Which like, Nothing is wrong with building and being, uh, you know, success. There's nothing wrong with that. My God, people, take care of what we got, you know, here going on. You know, with homeless, uh, hungry kids, you know, projects or after school projects that can help, you know, people out, people in need who, who may need help. Uh, Jesus, there's so many simple solutions to these things. But, you know, we make them hard. We make the situation hard by trying to overthink it. Um, a classic example, example of that. <clears throat> and I, I'm not sure if I touched on this in previous podcasts, you know, the recordings that I've done. But uh, me and my wife, we've been married over we've been married over 10 years. And we, like I said, in a prior recording, we talked about how we love to decorate for the holidays and, you know, Christmas time of giving and all that. So when we moved from Georgia to here in Jacksonville, I think it was either the first or second Christmas here. And my wife, uh, I was like, what are we gonna do for Christmas this year? And she's like, uh, well, we're not gonna buy gifts for each other. We are gonna make up bags for the homeless. You know, and give them give them gifts because um, uh, for a brief moment in her life, she said, you know, she was homeless, so it was important to her. But me, um, I'm all in the spirit of, hey, no, we need to buy gifts for each other. We, I don't want to do this, but she was very adamant. No, this is what we're going to do. So the first year that we did it, I think we did. I think we did about maybe 15 bags, me, my wife, and a friend of ours, Nicole, Nicole Jackson, uh, put the bags together and we went out Christmas day and delivered them. And, oh my God, the, uh, the, the look on people's face, the homeless people, when you gave them a bag, and I think we gave them an envelope with some cash, maybe like, Ten dollars in each envelope, um, but the look on their face to show that you know that somebody cared about them on this day to uh, make sure they had a gift. You know, we gave them socks, blankets, toiletries, like toothpaste, toothbrush, uh, soap, uh, socks, you know, different stuff like that. And we, to this day, we are still doing it. And, and we're not rich. Yeah, not even close. 
but we, you know, we managed to do that every year and to see guys, uh, when I get out of the car, I, you know, and maybe that's the wrong way to ask. I'm like, are you guys homeless? And, you know, the look on their face, like, you know, okay, what is he asking? Is he an undercover cop or something like that? And they like, yeah. And then I say, would you like some, and you know, when you had, when I handed it them, handed them the bags, um, tears came out of their eyes and tears came out of my eyes and I was like, Oh crap, I'm crying, you know, but just seeing the, their expression on their face, knowing that somebody took the time to do that for them. And for, you know, my wife, such a beautiful woman, uh, inside and out, except for, like I said, doing Christmas decorations, then she becomes, Somebody, somebody else's, but okay, that's another story. But <clears throat> it's this one elderly black guy on the beach that we've seen every year. He moves up and down the beach from Jack's Beach to Atlantic Beach, probably the Ponte Beecher. Has about maybe 10 big bags of uh, his belongings. Homeless guy. <clears throat> and my wife from day one always made sure he got a bag. He didn't talk. You know, he sometimes he just covered up in his blankets, but um, um, he knew that my wife would walk up. I just watch her from uh, standing back from far, just making sure she was okay, you know, because sometimes you just don't know people, but she always made sure he got a bag. So one year uh, we saw him out there on Christmas day and she went up there, gave him his bag. And of course, I just stood back and watched over, you know, a good distance. And then she came walking back up towards me, crying, uh, just just boiling. And I'm like, what's wrong, sweetie? And um, she said, he spoke to me. He said, thank you. And I think that was her words, but it just meant so much to her. And so it meant a lot to me. And I just think this world would be so much better if we all care for each other that way. Even in our darkest moments and when we have nothing, we know somebody's gonna be there to help us out. We're not, you know, people not asking for a handout or anything like that, but you know, when people are down or something like that, we got each other's back. You know, not not to hurt anybody because they're out there asking for anything. Um, just you know, it, it doesn't take much. It, it, you know, we I've run in, we ran into it a few times at the beach, and we went to this one restaurant. Me and my wife, we just took a beach day, and <clears throat> you know, we placed our order. I think where were we at? We were at a Taco Bell, and my wife went to the bathroom. And this one guy, he was in there, he came in there. You can see he was homeless and he just asked the managers, um, you know, if there's anything that they can spare for him to eat. And they looked at, no, we're not allowed to do that. And I understand that may be the company policy. You know, I understand that. And But the way they said it was like very condescending and, you know, not nice. And so I just, you know, I told the lady, hey, what I ordered 
um, place that same order for him uh, so he get, so he can eat. And they looked at me, well, are you sure? I'm like, what did I just say? Please, the order that I ordered, you know, do the same for him. You know, because it's a terrible thing to see somebody hungry. So they did it. And, you know, I paid for it. And he just said, thank you. And of course, he whelped up and started crying and had to turn my head so I wouldn't do it. But I just told him, hey, it's no problem. You know, enjoy. Um, you know, I, I understand we all can't do it all the time and stuff like that. But when you can, why not? And that's to me, that is the spirit of being uh, an, an American and uh, or just a, a, a decent human being in general. Like I said, it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much at all to make somebody feel like, you know, we care or they care. So. Well, but uh, I think that's going to be it for this show. Uh, like I said, a shout out to all these strong women in this country who are running these cities in Chicago, Atlanta, um, all over this nation. The women in business who are running these companies and to the women who, you know, out there on the grind, the daily grind, that are doing what they can for their families and all that. Hey, I salute you, ladies. Definitely salute you. And with that, we are going to end this show. And I'd like to thank you for joining me. And we will talk to you again. Good night.